What up, what up, what up, everybody? It's your boy, Emmanuel Williams. I want to welcome you all back to the Socks and Sandals podcast, where society, culture, history, and religion collide, and we unapologetically discuss our worldviews. Um, really quick, before I jump into everything, man, I want to really thank all the new folks that have been coming in and listening. I'm noticing a lot more activity on the SoundCloud internationally as well, you know, um, so I've been seeing, um, getting some love from Portugal, um, from Spain, from Russia, or Russia, I, I don't know if it's the same person in Russia or it's, it's some new people, but appreciate y'all, Indonesia, um, man, Egypt, and Cairo, seeing a few listens from Cairo, man, so hope y'all enjoying what y'all listening to, and I hope y'all will continue to rock with us. Um, man, if, if you want to reach out, you can hit me up on or hit the show up, which is still me <laughs> on Twitter at SXSNDLS. The Instagram page is at SXSNDLS. Or you can hit me up personally on Instagram, Emmanuel since 85. That's Emmanuel, E M M A N U E L S I N C E. 8-5. So, yeah, man, I appreciate y'all for listening once again, and we're going to keep it moving. So, tonight, or today, whenever you're listening to this, um, we're going to jump into the Joyner Lucas video, I'm Not Racist. Now, I was supposed to have a, a discussion about this. Um, my my co-host who was supposed to sit in with me and have this conversation, some things came up some like emergency type stuff came up so just wasn't able to make it happen um so i'm gonna be riding solo tonight or today i keep saying it tonight like y'all listening at with with me live but yeah i'm riding solo but i'm gonna go ahead and just jump right into it so here we go so i'm recording this episode on december the 6th 2017 um so eight days ago on november the 28th an artist by the name of Joyner Lucas released a video on YouTube called I'm Not Racist. Um, this is this video here is probably one of the best visuals I have seen in a long time. You know, if you like me, you a 80s baby. Uh, you grew up on it may be a little little y'all 90s babies in there, too, but. If you're an 80s baby, you grew up on that era of the music video. The music industry was predicated on the music video. So that's when MTV actually showed music all day, right? MTV, BET, VH1, watching videos all day. So this, I feel like this video right here was a throwback to the classic era when people made dope videos because you had to like you couldn't survive you wasn't popping you wasn't on the charts nobody was buying your music if you didn't have a music video so Joyner Lucas he went there with this video and I appreciate that about him um for some of you who don't know who he is or most of us probably really don't know if you if you're not a hip-hop head and you're not really paying too close attention to the hip-hop scene you probably have never heard of Joyner Lucas um I remember seeing him on a BET hip-hop award cypher they always had those dope ciphers and if it was I can't remember if it was 2014 or 2015 I want to say 2015 I don't think it was that long ago but man he came on the BET Cypher. That was the first time I seen him. And I remember I never heard of him. 
but I looked him up on SoundCloud because I'm like, man, this dude is killing like his cipher, man. YouTube his cipher. He killed it. He murdered it. So, um, so I've been I've been knowing of him. I listened to you know some of his work on SoundCloud and his latest album that came out not too long ago. I listened to that a little bit. Now I'm not gonna be on here like I'm a Joyner Lucas fan and you know I've been following his career like that. I pay attention. I listen to everything. If y'all follow me on social media, I'm always posting new music that I'm listening to because I'm just a music head. I gave everybody a chance, so I listen to everybody. So, Joyner, um, he he wrote the song. The song never really got any pub. Honestly, I didn't even listen to his old album because he's like super talented. He's super lyrical, but I really have to be in the mood for rapidy rap, <laughs> and I'm not typically in the mood for rapidy rap most of the time like a lot of times i just want to hear something that i could vibe to and i don't want to think so hard and so his album had like 15 or 16 songs i want to say and this song was like at the end so i never heard it um but when i watched the video and listened to the song i was just like man this dude is really going in he's going to a level that a lot of people don't really touch and he's and he's laying it out in a way that it's just it, it immediately grabs you but the, the thing that immediately grabs you is the visual so if you guys haven't seen the video youtube it i will say youtube it right now like stop pause i hate to tell you to stop listening but like pause this recording or pause this podcast go to youtube type in joiner lucas or just type in i'm not racist it'll it'll show up and you'll see a picture of a guy a white guy with a beard with the make america great hat again hat on um so that's the thing that catches you you see that you see that visual of a white guy with the maga hat you know what i mean and like his first line is some some something you niggas something something i was like oh <laughs> uh, uh hold on so it's it starts with the white guy talking about nigga this and nigga that so now i'm like all right i gotta watch the whole thing because i gotta see what he about to say now obviously joiner lucas he wrote the song he's actually rapping both of the verses but he has the white guy rapping and just mouthing the words you know and he has the black dude rapping mouthing mouthing the words and whatnot but when you first watch it it's just like you don't care that it's somebody else you still think this white dude is really saying it so uh you feel it you feel every bit of it so this is my process of what happened and how I've been digesting this video and how I've come to the conclusion that I've come to about how I feel about it. So I first listened to it and it was, you know, it's about six minutes long. So, or I should say I, I watched it. So I'm, I'm watching it one time through and I was just like, man, that was an amazing video. I'm glad people are making videos again because that was dope um we don't we don't see videos like that anymore uh but then you know i watched it again because i really honestly like i heard the lyrics you know you get caught by the white dude saying nigga so many times <laughs> you know and you get the black dude rebuttaling and he, it was in the the camera spinning around and dudes knocking the hat off his head and flipping tables so it was it was a great visual so um but i listened to it again and as I listen to the lyrics, I'm just like, wait, hold on, man. Uh, <laughs> this is this isn't going the way I think it should go. 
you know? And so as I was listening to it, basically this was essentially a racial rap battle for lack of a better term. And in this racial rap battle, in my opinion, the white dude destroyed the black dude. And so I'm like, wait, is this just me or does this seem backwards? So after I listened to it or watched it the second time, I actually listened to the lyrics. I posted it on Facebook and I put the little question face emoji because I really didn't know how to feel. I'm like, man, this is a dope video. I love the visual, but the lyrics, mm, I got questions, bro. And so to give you guys an idea, if you haven't watched it yet, haven't heard the song yet, I'll give you just a brief overview of some of the content that was in the verse. So on the first verse is, is the white guy, it's the white perspective. And so basically he was saying stuff like, I don't have pity for you black niggas, that's the way I feel. Screaming black lives matter, all the black guys would rather be deadbeats than pay your bills. I don't know how that correlates, but whatever. Um, but obviously, it's, it, the thing is, it's not like it, it's a black guy. Like, Joyner Lucas is black for all that I know. I mean, he looks black. He seems to be black. He never said he wasn't black. So he's black. Um, and then, so, all right. So the so from the white perspective, let me just keep going. Um, and then it's like the N-word conversation that white people always have. Well, you say it and it's okay, but if I say it, then it's a problem. Doesn't make any sense. Blah blah blah. Now I'm I'm racist because I say it. All right, stupid. Um, and then he had he mentioned slavery. You know, you're you weren't a slave. You weren't picking cotton. Why does that even matter now? Um, another shot saying you're you know you're deadbeat dad. You're an absentee father. Another absentee father reference. Um, he had the classic white person. My my taxes pay for your government assistance argument um he had the argument of you sell drugs instead of getting a job he had a line talking about i study einstein and steve jobs you worship tupac like he was a god you know i don't know i didn't know do I, maybe white people do have that perspective um about us and our relationship with tupac i don't know why they would but anyways um that it could be out there especially if they listen to hip-hop and pay attention to the culture or the community i should say um let's see he talked about kneeling for the flag and he said you're gonna stand for this country nigger and he used the hard er that's what he said uh in the verse you know talked about sagging um you know take that do-rag off maybe if you pull your pants up and take your do-rag off put a suit on then the police wouldn't kill you so a lot of uh a lot of stereotypes but like the, the the delivery and the obviously i'm not doing it any justice because the way he put it together man it was like it was hard <laughs> like it was really hard like all these lines all these bars and he was just hitting them with just like supposedly real life scenarios um and all this ignorant stuff but it, it was packaged together as a dope battle verse like for real but you know what it was done and then now it's the black perspective term. So I'm like, all right, here we go. You know, you got this old late 30s, early 40s white man looking dude with the Make America Great hat again. Now you got this young, dreadhead, African-American, strong looking brother 
he's about he's about to destroy him like he's about to let this dude know what time it is and come with some facts right Hmm, not so much the thing that just like killed me about this verse it was, it was that the black verse all it was was a rebuttal like flat out the white verse was it was on the attack it was on the offense he was going hard coming at him with a whole bunch of stuff even though it's not 100% factual but like yo he's coming with all these negative stereotypes and whatnot and all these reasons why he's saying I'm not racist but everything that he's saying is racist right I think that's the point of the song but um the black dude all he does is rebuttal everything that the white guy says for the most part so so the black guy the black perspective <laughs> his first thing was talking about you know I don't like you white mother of is that's just the way I feel you know you talking about all lives matter to counteract black lives matter you know what's that about so okay i get it um and then he comes back explaining why you can't say nigga okay we've heard that a million times like all right and then he's saying that you know he had a rebuttal for slavery and how his you know his his grandmother was a slave or his great grand whatever the case might be and you know how he's affected by that all right but you know why are you answering everything like all right so so he's he keeps like another rebuttal and then um he talks about the feeling about being judged for being black getting passed over for jobs why you say we selling drugs and all this but we can't get a job because we're getting passed over because of discrimination which is real but another rebuttal um you know some of us sell drugs to survive blah 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 y'all white people y'all don't understand us that's why y'all hate us and, and y'all y'all love our culture and y'all some culture vultures but you know and it's just like okay all right so wh where's the heat at and he talks about you know mentions the fear of getting pulled over he you know how he's affected by systemic racism I'm like okay yeah all right we all right cool um and there was, so there was a line. This is what he was saying. He was like, <laughs> he said, you don't know ish about my people. That's what bothers you. You don't know about no fried chicken or no barbecue. And I'm like, really? This this that's that's your punchline for the racist white guy. You don't know ish about no chicken or no barbecue. My nigga, seriously. You don't know about that two step or no loose chains loose change excuse me you don't know about two change or no kool-aid you don't know hold on man hold on let me let let me let let this sink in this was supposed to be like the climax like the clap this the clap back so he was done with his rebuttal to all the bs that the white guy was spewing all the rhetoric all the stereotypes not factual anything about black people, just stereotypes that people like to cling on to. And you're like, this was written by a black man. Okay. He wrote both verses. And for the black verse, your clapback is that you don't know ish about my people. That's what bothers you. Really? Is that what bothers white people about black people that they don't know anything about them? Okay. Um, you don't know about no fried chicken or no barbecue. What? What? 
Like, Joyner Lucas, man, you're too talented to come with some weak bars that don't have nothing to do with the topic. You don't know nothing about no fried chicken or no barbecue. You don't know about no two-step or no loose change. You don't know about two chains or no Kool-Aid. What? Nigga, what? What do you, what do you, what, so what, what's really going on right here? Like, I just, I just felt like sabotage, bro. <laughs> like who, who ghost wrote this? Like who paid you to write your weakest bars in a retort to a racist white person's rhetoric? Like I, it, and even as I read it and as I think about it, it continues to baffle me. Okay, so after the fried chicken line and Kool-Aid line, um, let me come, let me move forward. So there was another, some more references. He said something to the effect of, all you know is money and power. You blame societal problems on every other race except your own. You know, you blame white people. You blame, I mean, you blame black people. You blame the Mexicans. You blame Puerto Ricans. You blame whoever. Uh, you blame the Indians, the Muslims, whoever you want to blame, whatever group of people. Um... He made another reference to being stopped by a cop car and fearing your life because you don't know what's going to happen. And that's a real fear for black men, for sure. Black people in general. Um, and then he's at the end of the verse. He says, I love you, but I effing hate you at the same time. I wish we could trade shoes so you can know my story. But oh, the same old tired cliche type stuff. Um, there's two sides to every story and you don't know mine. But oh, OK. So that was, and that was it. Now, when y'all listen to it, you'll hear it in much better context, obviously. But I'm thinking like you, all you did was retort for half the verse. And then when you came with some clap back, it was the weakest. And I'm like, bruh, you as a black man, like you had the, the title of the song is called I'm Not Racist. Okay as we know so the white guy comes with all the racist the saying you know supposedly i'm not racist but i don't understand why y'all operate this way he's speaking out of ignorance it happens all the time we hear this stuff these are these are age-old stereotypes and so we as black people know this ain't us this is what you see in the movies is what you see in tv this is what you see basically in, in entertainment but you don't live around us. White people don't live in black neighborhoods. It's called white flight. It's called gentrification. You guys live around each other. You really don't know. So what you're speaking is stereotypes that have been fed to you from generation to generation to generation. So it's just it's pure BS. Not pure, but it's a lot of BS, a lot of stereotypes. So from the black as a black man writing this, like you have the visual, you have the setup, the Republican white guy, the black urban looking black guy with the dreads, dark skin, he's black. You have the ample opportunity and you're a great lyricist. So you can put words together. You can tell stories like none other is it's, it's, it's few people that can tell stories the way that Jordan Lucas can piece stories together. Uh, dude, dude is amazing. So you have this immense talent and you had the opportunity to talk about some real issues. Now, some of y'all may have seen the My Song rebuttal. Um, My Song did a great job, man. And um, 
I started preparing this before I had even seen the My Song thing. I was like, oh, that's perfect. That's exactly along the lines that I wanted to go. So I'm thinking like there were so many things you could have hit on. And so what I did was really quickly, I'm, I'm not going to be with y'all for too long. Just like the pastor said, I'm not going to be too long. I'm going to be closing soon. Uh, amen, congregation. Amen, saints. But um, there are just a few things that to me, it just seems obvious. If you're, if you're talking about I'm not racist and you want to talk about the reasons why I don't understand your people. As a black man, you have to point out the things why Well, I'm not racist, but based upon this activity from y'all, this is why it leads me to believe that I don't trust you, mother. You know what I mean? So just a few things that came to mind. Let me let me pull up my list because I want to hit them. I want to hit them good. OK, I'm going to give you all these points really quickly. And then we're going to we're going to be up out of here. All right. But let me let me pull them up one second. y'all. Oh, wait, wait. All right. But before I get to that. Also, it says at the end, you can't. It was a, a lyric. I don't know which one said it. Maybe they weren't even rapping, but, you know, Joyner was still rapping. And it says, you can't erase the scars with the bandage. I hope we can come to an understanding. And then, you know, the little the piano comes on and the beat softens up and they stand up. The white guy opens up his arms. And the black guy brings her, brings her, bring her here, buddy. And then the black guy goes ahead and they have a warm embrace. And then there's a little small talk being made. You can't hear any conversation, but you can see they're talking and they're making up and uh, you know, I'm, I'm glad that I was able to hear your side and you heard my side. And now, man, let's just squash this beef and let's just be together. And everybody's not everybody, but a lot of people reacting like, oh, my God, that's the most powerful thing I ever seen. Man, this is what, what we got to do. This is how you end racism right here, man. We need to stop talking about everything else in music and everything needs to be focused on this video. All this, all this stuff. And I'm thinking to myself. First of all, the black dude ain't say nothing. Second of all, nigga, where? Like, wh where? When and where has this happened, or will it ever happen? I know it's just a video. I know it's just entertainment, but it's trying to send a message. Like, there's there's something <clears throat> that Joiner is trying to accomplish, and what what it looks like he's trying to accomplish is, look, we need to air out our grievances, but look, man, we just need to hug it out man let's 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 work this thing out guys and to me we can't work it out until y'all really look yourself in the mirror and so just a few points for folks that are not people of color european descent to look in the mirror so to begin anytime white people want to bring up you know you wasn't in the slave. You was you wasn't a slave. You wasn't picked. You're not picking cotton. Why are you complaining about something that happened so long ago? In the clapback, in the retort, it would have been nice if he would have mentioned something about at least how long slavery lasted, and he could have at least mentioned that as soon as slavery was quote unquote abolished in 1865, it wasn't truly abolished. It was just. It just took a new form. If anybody has read the 13th Amendment or seen the documentary 13th, we know that slavery was just transformed into incarceration and going to prison and then you losing your rights. So it just took a new form. And as soon as slavery was abolished in 1865, when do you think the KKK started? 
1865. So the KKK formed as soon as slavery was over in America. And the KKK, as we know, terrorized black people in America as they please. And this terrorist organization still functions to this day. Y'all let y'all folks continue to function and let's call it for what it is. They're terrorists. They terrorize people. They kill. They put they burn crosses on your yard. They'll blow up your house. They'll do anything. They will ter they're terrorists. Oh, and, and not to mention, it's not just the people in the hoods that do thing. And I mean, the white hoods, the KKKs that would do things in the night or whatever, when they would go out and do. I mean, this has grown. It has spread. These people have positions in high places, whether it be local government, the federal government, the White House, these KKK people, this ideology still exists today and is still in operation to this day. So when white people want to talk about, oh, you have you, you got your freedom so long ago. Why are you still struggling? Why are you still this? Why are you still that? I mean, come on now. Let's can we can we mention the Jim Crow South? Not just the KKK, but all those folks that weren't stopping the KKK still participating and basically just making it unbearable for black people to live, getting lynched at a moment's notice. You whistle at a woman, you get lynched. You get accused of whistling at a woman, you get lynched. You um you see a white person walking down the street and you don't cross to the other side, you get lynched. If you're driving and some somebody's driving too slow and you pull around them to go in front, you get lynched. And there was no prosecution to get you wasn't going winning. You weren't going to win no case in court. You're getting lynched. So it's just like you had the Jim Crow South so unbearable for black people that we had to up and leave our family. Y'all know we don't want to leave. We the great migration, man, like we left like in the 20s and 30s and whatnot. We had all these black folks leaving the South, going to the coldest part, going to Chicago, going to Minneapolis, Detroit, Portland, Oregon. Like we don't we don't want to be out here, but we had to to get work, to get jobs, work on these railroads or whatever opportunity was afforded to us. And to live somewhere where the Jim Crow, those those laws and those customs weren't enforced and just to get away from the KKK, man. Joyner could have mentioned about, you know, when blacks were doing good in America, like Black Wall Street in Tulsa, Oklahoma, the KKK and other white enablers would burn those towns to the ground and they would kill and they would lynch. They would they would destroy. It was just basically mass murder of black folks and destroying our property and destroying our business and our infrastructure. And don't get it twisted black wall street like tulsa oklahoma was not the only city only black enclave in america that was attacked and destroyed by white folks there were there were others um uh, even even in a we all know what happened in charlottesville not too long ago charlottesville was an area like that and they had their own similar type of not as big as tulsa but they had their own type of black Wall Street where it's just black business, black industry, black banks, all this stuff happening. And you have white folks hating, tearing stuff down, killing people, burning buildings, bombing buildings, all that type of stuff. So 
this happened all throughout the South, and that's why black folks fled out of there. Also, I'm not racist, but Charles government, the FBI, in cahoots, some of us has heard about this, maybe not all of us, but you should by now, COINTELPRO, the government, oper it was the FBI operation that basically all they did was sniff out political groups and organizations that would, that they considered to be dangerous for national security. So all that means was if, meant was if you're a civil rights leader, if you're someone like Martin Luther King, if, if you're a Malcolm X, if you're anybody that is for freedom from the system for black people, you were considered a threat. They would they would send fake letters to your home, um, death threats. They would they would send fake letters to like the Black Panther Party from trying to start wars with rival gangs, saying one gang sent a letter and said something about someone. And some of this stuff, a lot of stuff did actually work. So this operation, the COINTELPRO happened like for 15, I want to say 15 years um, that they conspired to destroy any type of black liberation civil rights movement um and now that has converted into modern day COINTELPRO what some people are calling it is which is where the FBI and this is just recent like August 3rd 2017 the FBI has created uh they created a, a new term it's called black identity extremists so the FBI defines a black identity extremist as Basically, any person who desires physical or psychological separation from American society. And this separation includes those who desire autonomous black social institutions, communities or governing organizations within the United States. So basically, if you're black and you're in favor of establishing black banks, schools, community policing, things of that nature, you are a threat. I'm not racist, but y'all's government is, and y'all ain't saying nothing about it. How about that? I'm not racist, but Confederate flags and statues are just now getting taken down. How, how, how about how about we just not even making about a black white thing? How about we talk about the genocide of the natives? Y'all call yourself settlers. They call y'all invaders. How about that? You know what I mean? Uh, how many broken treaties have there been? How about Thanksgiving? Huh? Let's talk about it. I talked about it a couple weeks ago. What, what was Thanksgiving? It was a celebration of you all conquering and killing natives. And it was a celebration of, quote unquote, God delivering them into your, into, into your hands. And we're going to celebrate by having a meal. It wasn't wit. The Indians, y'all had one meal with the Indians, and after that, y'all killed them. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, uh, I, I'm not racist, but y'all is apparently. And might I mention my brothers and sisters, Mike Brown, Tamir Rice, Trayvon Martin, Sandra Bland, Alton Sterling, Philando Castile, Jordan Edwards, Oscar Grant, Keaton Otis, Terrence Crutcher, Kendra James, Freddie Gray. Walter Scott, need I say more? No convictions. So I'm not racist. But you need to look in the mirror. And if you don't have a problem 
by all those names that I just listed with no conviction. Okay. Now we can go somewhere. You want to give me a hug now? Huh? Huh? How about that? But that's my take, y'all. I'm going to let you guys be the judge. You don't have to be the judge. Just observe. Take it for how you want to take it. Fully clothed, butt naked. I think Joiner's um, Black Verse was just a super letdown. And it was a huge opportunity to really talk about some real topics. Not just saying low-hanging fruit things like fried chicken, barbecue, Kool-Aid, 2 chains, 2-step. I mean, there's there's so much more. Obviously, I keep reiterating that, but it's, it's, it's a huge gap in what was said and what could have been done. So, um, moving forward, man, and just to be clear, I think Joyner is super talented. He is. I don't, it's not about what I think. That man is super talented. Everybody should listen to his album, his storytelling. He can tell. That's the thing. Like that's the thing that let me down so much, man. Like I, I really like the dude. His storytelling is amazing. Like I kid you not. Don't let this little synopsis here lead you to think that his music isn't worth listening to because it is more than worth listening to. You, everyone should listen to his albums and hear his storytelling because it is he paints he really paints pictures and his videos man i forgot man what was the name of that song i was watching a video the other day about the, oh, the one about suicide literally i would say this one is more powerful because race is such a hot topic not powerful but it's more uh it's easier to stomach honestly the suicide one man is tough to watch but it is amazing it is amazing so um check check the guy out but um, man, if y'all having these conversations, man, um, let's not just be so quick to rush to the warm and fuzzy and let's work this thing. I'm not saying let's not come together, but let's be real, y'all. Let's be real. Like hit people with the facts. And if they can't take the facts, man, y'all, you, there's no middle ground to stand on until they take the facts, until they know their history or acknowledge what has been done. And acknowledge what still goes on and acknowledge that a lot of what you think is a stereotype because you really don't have real interaction with black people. You don't know their lives. Just be honest until they acknowledge that in conversation, then you can really kind of start building upon that foundation. But if your foundation is stereotypes and you don't hit them with no facts We have nothing. So all I want is progress, man. I want progress for America. I want progress for my people. Progress is incremental, uh, especially what we're trying to <laughs> what we're trying to achieve as blacks in America. When you have the government consistently against you, anytime you rise up, anytime your leaders rise up, they get killed. They get put in jail. They get made examples of. Um, but let's continue to work, to move. And one, one thing, let's stop trying to take on that complex. Like we got to be the ones to make this thing right. Okay. We do not have to be the ones to make this thing right. We've been working. We've always been working and fighting 
to make things right. But we get resistance from the majority culture. So we got two options. Well, we got more than two options, but this is the way I see it. If things are going to change sooner rather than later, our white counterparts are going to have to take action against their own people and fight against the FBI, the government, the KKK, the known and the undercover, the neo-Nazi, the alt-right, all that stuff. They're going to have to take action against those people until you start calling them out as terrorists, as the terrorists that they are with the toxic ideology that they spread with their white nationalism until you snuff that out there will be no progress so we can either have our white counterparts work along with us because we're already doing the work and we're getting pushed back but we need that help so things will change sooner than later if we get that help or we're just going to have to sit back and wait um white people um as far as you being the majority in America, you got about 20, 25 years. And then just I'm just just as pure fact, pure statistics, numbers, um, some. Uh, some know a, a lot, no, uh, a lot don't know, but um, those that know, that's that's why you're seeing all these. Uh, <laughs> that's why you're seeing all these people acting out, man. They know that their time is coming to an end as far as being the majority. Uh, unfortunately, whites in America are going to be outnumbered in a matter of 20 to 25 years. So we can wait. And just wait it out and see what happens. Or we can get them to work with us and uh, make change sooner than later. So that's the way I see it. Uh, but at the end of the day, black folks don't break your neck to try to make things right, because we already know that we're we've been working. We got people fighting in and doing the right thing. Just continue to take care of your family, continue to build up your children. Um, do not let the school system brainwash them, but you teach them the right things at home. Do not let someone else do what you can do better than they can do, because you can do it better than they can. We can't. I mean, I wish I could just take the time. To not have to work and homeschool my kids. Um, that is that's that's the goal, honestly, in my life right now. I'm trying to put myself in a position where I can homeschool my kids and teach them the right things, so I don't have to unlearn a whole bunch of trash. So let's continue to raise our kids well, teach them the right things, and have them focus on moving in the right direction and not learning things that are going to be a detriment to them as adults. So grace and peace to y'all. I really didn't mean to go this long. I appreciate you if you're still listening, you're still hanging on. Once again, this is the Socks and Sandals podcast where society, culture, history, and religion collide and we unapologetically discuss our worldviews. Grace and peace, y'all. Maybe just in fact, I was used to wearing bad shoes, huh? Nike socks, Birkenstocks, oh, what a faux pas, unmasked, unabashed, unashamed, uh, hear a voice set of unacclaimed, yeah, hear a voice set of unacclaimed, maybe that's a taboo, maybe it's a fad, but maybe just in fact, I was used to wearing bad shoes, uh, Nike socks, Birkenstocks, oh, what a faux pas, hold applause, I don't need a gold star or a cause, I just bleed my soul's call, uh, 
I just let my soul talk, it could be a close call I could be a lone star, uh Shining like the North Star, uh I'm just trying to, I'm just trying to gleam for today I'ma take the lead, I just got a beam I was taught to mean what I say And say what I mean, so I gotta speak I ain't gonna preach, but I break